What's up, guys? Gator Johnny here. Happy Monday. <laughs> it's crunch time. We're almost there. It's one week away from Christmas. One week away. Y'all better have your gifts bought or at the very least have them picked out, right? Because sometimes I wait till the last minute to buy the gift, but I don't consider it last minute shopping. The reason I do it is stealth. I don't want it to be found before I can wrap it, but I've already picked it out. I already know what I'm getting. I already know where I'm getting it. I already know it's going to be in stock. In other words, I know what I'm getting. All that's left to do is for me to waltz into the store, go, mm, I'm getting that. Cha-ching. Here you go. Walk out. Done. It's not like I'm buying the season's hottest toy. Now, there you're going to be in a little bit of trouble if you wait till the last minute. Because that is last minute shopping because they ain't going to have it. So... At the very least, have it all planned out by now because you only got a week left. Figure it out. If not, get your butt out there and buy stuff for your significant other, for your family, for your friends, for whoever. Get it now. I'm telling you, tomorrow it's going to be Christmas. I'm telling you, it's going to spring up on us that quickly. So get it done now. But other than it being a week before Christmas, it's Monday. That means it's another Monday do-over, another chance for us to, to, to do something, something we've been wanting to do, something we've been needing to do, maybe something we failed at and have given up on. Monday, it's the beginning of the week, it's a whole new week. The, the slate has been wiped clean, give it another shot, give it another go, try, try again. That's the saying, right? If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Monday do-overs, you get 52 Mondays a year to try, try again. So today is the day, and uh, the reason I'm doing this episode, particularly today, is because I want us all to let go. Yesterday I was at church, and Father Bob, that is the name of our priest, his name is Robert, but we call him Father Bob, his, uh, his, his homily was on this, day of, on this Sunday of Advent, letting go of all the resentments, all the grudges, all the hatred and anger that we carry inside because as a Catholic we are preparing we're counting down to Sundays towards the arrival of Christ right to, to the birth of Jesus so in an attempt to prepare and purify ourselves you want to let go just just let stuff go because all it's doing is weighing you down right that's it that's all it's doing. It's only hurting you. And I guarantee you, everybody that's listening to my voice, if you look deep down inside, you have some grudge that you're holding. You have some regret that you have. You have some resentment. You have something, some anger, some hatred, something. And sometimes it goes way back. You may still have a grudge against a bully in high school or, or earlier in grammar school, a little kid or, or, or someone who was a significant other who hurt you many moons ago. We're still holding that inside. You know, it's true. There's something in your life that's still weighing you down. And Father Bob was saying, man, it takes a heck of a lot of energy to carry that burden. It takes a lot of effort on our part to carry that burden, to carry that cross, if you will. Father Bob said, let it go. In this season of Advent, with the arrival of, of Jesus, let it go. Now, that's for me as a Catholic. Regardless of your, your spiritual beliefs, I think that's good advice. Maybe not the coming of Christ, but we have another year coming up 
In two weeks? Holy cow. You know, New Year's Day is also right around the corner, and that's like the Monday do-over on steroids. Like this year, it's going to be perfect. New Year's Day is on a Monday. The Monday do-over times 100. (laughs) So, as we're entering the new year, let stuff go. You don't need to be carrying all that weight. You don't need to be carrying all that anger. You don't need to be carrying any resentment, any grudges. Because guess what? In the end, the only one it's affecting is you. That person that, that you're holding a grudge against, they don't care. It's not bothering them. They're not waking up in the morning going, oh, man. It sucks that so-and-so has this grudge against me. They don't even care. Like, we're the only ones weighing ourselves down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's nuts. So, as, as Advent season shuts down or as the new year approaches, just let it go. So, there's three main ways to build a brand on social media. There's, ah, I guess there's only three ways, really, because these three encompass everything. There's audio, video, and a written word, text. Um, you have folks like Gary Vaynerchuk, big influence to us here on, on the Anchor Network, right? And for those of you out there listening on podcasts, y'all probably have heard of him, too. Gary V. Um, he says, do them all, do everything, post on, on your blog, post on, on video, post on audio, post everywhere, post on Facebook, post on Instagram, post on Snapchat, everywhere. That's what he says. However, the flip side of that is also, he says, follow your DNA. In other words, you may not be right for video. You may not be cut out for video. You may get shy. You may get self, self-conscious. You know what I mean? Like you may not be comfortable in front of the camera, but audio would be great for you. Conversely, you may not be good speaking, whether on audio or video, you may be good for uh, blogging, writing. So follow your DNA or do or go all in on everything. I mean, there's pros and cons to both. There's successes in both. You have people like Gary Vaynerchuk who goes on everything, right? And gets his name out there doing everything. Then there's people who succeed at one thing. I mean, there, there's been successful bloggers for years. People who do nothing but blog. That's how they make a living. Our cousin, me and Sheena Diane's cousin. Well, Sheena's cousin, my cousin, because I got married into the family. But she's been a blogger for years, and and that's how she makes a living. She blogs. She's a blogger. There's been podcasters who make a living doing that and just that for years as well. And then there's, there's video people. There's YouTubers. There's television and movies, you know, that's video. Uh, Same thing with audio, not only podcasters, but radio personalities. They make a living doing that. And only that. There's tons of radio personalities that nobody knows what they look like. And, And I'm not even talking about the Howard Stearns of the world. Drop it down 20 notches. There's still people making a living off of it. You know what I mean? Like that is their job. That's all they do. So the examples for people succeeding at only one aspect of social media is there. So which do we do? Do we follow the the creed to do them all or do we specialize? The pros and cons of both, I guess, is the pros of doing everything, 
is there's a greater chance of getting your name out there. More people are going to know who you are. More people are going to be aware of you, which is good, especially if you're trying to promote a personal brand. The more, the merrier. But, I mean, unless you are a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Grant Cardone or a Les Brown, you know, unless you have people that work under you that are in charge of blogging and posting and recording and filming and all of that, it can get overwhelming. And the content can get diluted as well. Because even though Gary V says documents rather than record, I mean, there's only so much you can post, I guess. It can get overwhelming. The, the message and the content will become diluted. So pros and cons of that. The pros and cons of specializing, I mean, the pros is you will own a space. You will be a blogger. You will be a podcaster. You will be a video creator. You own that space. That's who you are. That's how you're associated. The con of that, I guess, is less exposure, right? Because... You're only going to be followed by one segment. But I don't know if that's even a con, really, because there's audiences for all three. There's a huge audience for bloggers. There's a huge audience for podcasters. There's a huge audience for video. I don't know. This is getting confusing. I'm confusing myself even more just trying to talk about it. I guess my point is I'm trying to decide which way to go. It gets a little overwhelming at times when I try to post in a lot of places. So I'm trying to figure out which way I should go. Should I just go all in on audio? Maybe. Or should I go all in on Instagram? Something like that, which is also an option. Going all in on one platform, becoming famous there. Building a name there. I don't know. What do you guys do? How do you guys handle it? And what do you guys think should be done? Call in. Let me know. I want to hear from you. Gator Johnny, this is Laura Explorer. Thank you for favoriting me, and I'm able to find you, and because you favorited me, you have a great personality. I love your passion. It seems like no matter what you're talking about, you make me laugh and make me scratch my head a little, which is a good thing. So love it. I love, I love your tonality, too, on, on the podcast. This is great stuff. So I'm glad to find you. See you soon. Flora, hey, thank you for favoriting my station. Uh, thank you for calling in as well. It's always good to hear from someone new or at least someone new to my circle. That means I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out. I'm growing. I'm, I'm communicating with people. I'm being heard. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I guess I can be a little passionate even when I'm really talking about nothing at all. Uh, but you know what? That's the way I try to live my life in my, in my regular job. I'm a, I'm a monster truck tour guide here in Florida. I drive a monster truck through 2,500 acres of farmland, orange groves, swamps, woods, cow pastures, and I give a tour, you know, an, an eco tour. So I'm up there talking every other hour for an hour. I got to keep that passion up. I got to get that excitement. I got to get these people interested in what I'm saying, because if, if, if you're excited, they're going to get excited. I learned a long time ago. I actually learned this from the crocodile hunter, Steve Irwin. That was my hero. That was my, my legend, my role model. And that's the reason I moved down to Florida to wrestle alligators in 2002 in the first place. And I did that for, for seven years because of Steve Irwin. I wanted to be Steve Irwin. I was a grown-ass man, and I wanted to be Steve Irwin. And I was for seven years. But 
the one lesson that stuck with me from him was just to to let your passion show you know and for a long time i didn't have that i didn't have anything to be passionate about i did a segment here uh, a post no not a post a segment <laughs> here on anchor they're not posts they're segments but I did one a while back, a couple of months back, on passion, on how you have to be passionate about something. You have to you have to live your life with passion. Otherwise, what are we doing? But for a long time, I didn't have anything to be passionate about. And now, what am I passionate about? Everything. What got me there? Anchor. Believe it or not, anchor.fm, this, what we're doing right here, this communication, audio. This is what made me passionate because I love audio and I've always wanted to podcast, but it was so, it seems so intricate to me. And you know, you had to have a domain and you had to pay for software and you had to pay for this and for that. But with Anchor, not only are we doing the segments here natively, but it's also going out to, you know, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, to Google Play, to Pocket Cast, to Overcast. So it's awesome. And, and I become so passionate about it. I become so passionate about this. I would love to make a living being a podcaster. And it's doable. Lots of people do it. That the passion that I developed for this has transcended into the other aspects of my life. So it's awesome. You know, all it takes is that one piece of the puzzle to make it all come together and that's what anchor did for me so yeah i'm glad you felt that enthusiasm i'm glad you felt that passion going back to steve Irwin, my cover photo on my facebook page for a long time was a quote of his and i don't remember the words uh, that he used you know word for word but it said something to the effect of the advice that he gives his fans is no matter what you do if you approach it and if you you do it with passion and enthusiasm, you'll be a winner. And he's right. No matter what you do, if you love it and get other people to love it, man, it's so cool. It is so cool. It is so awesome and it's so fulfilling no matter what you do. So I'm glad I make you laugh a little bit. I'm glad I make you shake your head a little bit. I'm glad my enthusiasm and passion came through because honestly, sometimes that's all I have. <laughs> sometimes I don't know what to talk about or what I'm talking about isn't really that interesting. So it's that passion and enthusiasm that gets me through. My wife, who's also on Anchor, Sheena Diane, she calls me the energy of Anchor because I'm always an amped up junkie. <laughs> I'm always like revved up. All the RPMs are redlining Whoa! all the time. But anyway, thanks for favoriting my station. Thanks for listening to my stuff. I will listen to your stuff. Maybe one day we'll, we'll hook up, call each other, communicate and, and do a collab. We'll do something together, an interview. I'll interview you, you interview me, or we can just chat on the air. Talk to you later, Laura. I just introduced my daughter, Kira, my 10-year-old, to the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And God, what a great movie that is. That is such an awesome movie. And I can relate to George Bailey so much because there's been so many times when I've had such a rough day at work. Things just look so bad and I'm just so stressed out and so tired and I just want to come home. I just want to go lay in bed. I just want to forget the day. And I walk in and Sheena's all happy and she's all cheerful 
and she's yelling, Dada's home, and giving me hugs and kisses, and my kids are coming up to me, and they're all happy to see me, and they're all giving me hugs and kisses, and one girl's talking to me about the video game, and the other girl's telling me about a painting she drew for me, and my son Dominic is crying, or, or yelling, or laughing, or whatever, and all I want to do is go lay down, and it stresses me out so much, and it shouldn't, because they're happy. You know what I mean? Like, it's an ideal situation, but sometimes the story you tell yourself is not that. Sometimes the story you're telling yourself is, geez, what a horrible day I had. Man, I'm so stressed out. God bless America. I just want to be left alone. And you come home and the story is different there. They're happy to see you. And and it's been so many times when that has happened to me. And, and, you know, a lot of the times... I just go with it. I'll give them hugs. I'll kiss them and talk to them. And then I'll just say, hey, guys, give me a second. Let me go to the room for a little bit. And I'll try to breathe. But there were times in my life, much like George Bailey, right? And and this isn't a spoiler. That movie is like freaking 50 years old. So for those of you you that haven't seen it, okay, spoiler alert. But I think we're past the point of spoiler with that movie. But the one scene in the movie where he's on that bridge, right? And he's contemplating a jump. Because Mr. Potter told him, you're worth more dead than alive, right? And he's thinking about just ending it all because that's the only way that he can see out of the situation that he's in, both financially and family-wise, and, you know, everyone would be better off without him. I've been there. I've been there. I'm sure most of us have at some point, or maybe not most, but I'm sure a lot of us have at some point, at the very least, some of us, right? I've been there. I've been at that point where, oh man, all I have to do is drive this truck off the, not not the truck I'm driving now, years ago when, with another job, but there were times when I was like, it would be so easy to just drive this truck right into that tree or drive this tr- truck right off this bridge and, you know, my family can go on without me. They'd probably get another dad who makes a lot of more money and whatever the problems I was having at that time, yeah, they're probably better off without me. So I've been there just like he was in that movie. And in the movie, Clarence saves him. I think we all have a Clarence at some point, And I'm glad that mine did. But also at the end of the movie, Mary, his wife, comes to the rescue and, and, and saves the day by by uh, telling the whole town that he needed help. And, you know, and they provided money that he needed. You know, I don't want to give too much of the movie away, but it was a financial situation. Um, but if it wasn't for her... None of that would have happened. There were many times when Sheena was the one that pulled me back. (laughs) You know, Sheena was the one that reeled me in. So I just want to thank her for that. Uh, But man, that movie brings back a lot of emotions. If you guys haven't seen it, what are you waiting for? It's like the best Christmas movie ever. It's a wonderful life. And it is a wonderful life. You know, if you're ever in that situation where you're thinking of, you know, maybe ending it all. Just think, man, all the people, and and that's what the movie's about. All the lives that he touched were affected if he was gone. Think of all the lives that would be affected if you were gone. And I know when you're in that situation, you're not thinking that way, and you're thinking, no, the only way they'd be affected is positively. Not the case. Not the case. A lot of people need you. A lot of people will love you. A lot of people would miss you. And a lot of people are affected just by you being here in a positive way. So that's my public service announcement when it comes to that depression and whatnot. But other than that, man, watch the movie. Oh, God, it is such a great movie. It's a wonderful life. It is definitely a tradition here at our house. And it's been my tradition 
ever since I was a little kid and I watched it in school, a teacher brought it in and we spent like two or three days watching that movie because, you know, it's an hour and a half, two hours. So and we didn't understand all of it back then. I'm lucky we had a teacher that explained all the, the the little intricacies of it, which is what I did with my daughter tonight. So it's a wonderful life. George and Mary Bailey. Watch it. Watch that movie. Hey, Gator Johnny, my friend. Positive vibes here. Yeah, I just felt like I wanted to call in because whatever you were saying is 100% right. And part of that is for me too, right? I heard that from Gary. Like, you got to try all of them. Um, before I came to Gary, like, I was already doing a video I just started pretty much, right? A few months before I started watching Gary. And written, I guess, I was doing to a point, not blogging. Uh, to a point, I guess, because I would do my quotes and I would, you know, write a description and things of that nature. Um, but but I think you're right. Like, whatever your DNA, whatever you feel comfortable with doing, right? Of course, yes, the more content, the more platforms you're on, right? Audio, video, and uh, written, it would help. Um, and I'm glad that I tried all three and I feel comfortable I could do all three. And I know you said it and I think Athera even said it. You know, they do all three. And last thing I wanted to say is that, yes, audio for me, I, I, that's where I feel the most comfortable, right? Um, and I feel like I hear that from a lot of us that are on this platform as well. 